Hello, everybody. Today on Playing Devil's Avocado, Lisa is not here. So there's a resounding silence on the other end of the microphone, but it's going to be filled by a special guest. Oh, I've got an email. Um, not Lisa, not nagging. Um, it is the <laughs> wonderful Emma Vision from the Wayward Co., which is this amazing site. She's an amazing girl that we have known for an amazing amount of time. Um, hello, Emma. Hi, Claire. I think I counted three amazing sets, so I hope everyone is playing along at home and having three sips of their drink. Today we are going to discuss um, how you can kind of free your mind and get a little bit more maybe grounded and less stressed in the world of COVID, um, what you can do, some advice there. We're going to do a little bit of Culture Club to sort of give you a bit more entertainment. And <laughs> You can sing the... and um you know we'll just talk about um some other things and uh you've got a course that you're starting this weekend as well so we're going to do a big plug for that so let's go okay so emma let's start off by talking about who you are and how (laughs) and how you got into the world of mindfulness and meditation and all the lovely things that and astrology and all the beautiful things that you talk about on your website so give us the rundown where you came from that you are here today as this sort of expert in all these things well I was uh was am still a journalist and have been for about 20 years now and worked in women's magazines, which is where um, I uh, became such great friends with you and Lisa. Yep. Um, And I also grew up in a household where meditation was definitely around. My father meditated three times a day and because anything that your parents do, you just think is deeply uncool. (laughs) I thought meditation was not for me. I thought that I understood it and um, that it was just not my jam. So it was definitely not anything that I was interested in um, until probably the past five or six years. Um, And I had a bit of a a health meltdown, um, suffering from adrenal fatigue and just really burnt out Mm. more than anything, stressed out, um, anxious and um, having problems with sleep and things like that. And I went to see a herbalist and she prescribed me no cardio, which at the time was my kind of stress management tool Yeah, and, um, and meditation. And so I very kind of reluctantly went along to a course thinking I already know what this is and it's not for me. And lo and behold, it actually turned out to be a bit of a game changer. And so I got, um, bitten by the bug, I guess, I started to see the benefits that it was having in my own life in Mm. terms of feeling less anxious and um, having a lot better luck with sleep and things like that and not getting as overwhelmed with work. And so, yeah, it just really went from there. So then fast forward a few years and I, um, I stepped away from magazines and like the first thing that I did was enroll in a meditation teacher training program. I'm a bit of a recreational studier. So I, I, I enrolled in this course. I managed to find the world's longest meditation 
uh, teacher training program, which everyone that knows me thought was hilarious. Uh, some people go to Bali for a week and become teachers, and I've done it over two and a half years online. So hopefully it sets me up to be super qualified, um, but really my approach is to try and make meditation and mindfulness really um, down to earth and accessible and um, really presented in a way that it can connect with people who think it's not for me because I was that that person. Yeah, right. And I get it. And I was very suspicious. So hopefully the way that I'm presenting it, um, it will will connect with, with people and serve them. Right. So speaking of serving them, I guess for us all at the moment, obviously life is a bit shit and getting shitter depending on where you live in Australia and around the world, obviously. Um, I just looked online and they're just announcing another 370-something cases in Victoria today as we record this of coronavirus. Um, obviously everyone in Melbourne and Victoria is in lockdown and we're, you know, our hearts go out to them. And, and I imagine that possibly the rest of the country in some form or other will follow suit if, um, things go the way they are going. And I guess there's a whole wave, another wave of that Corona anxiety that Lisa and I have kind of talked about a lot about how it's affecting our sleep, how it's affecting, you know, how you feel about getting on public transport, how you feel about going to work, all those things that everyone's doing. It's kind of, there's this kind of sense of foreboding, which I think we're all looking for ways to um, deal with it that mm-hmm. aren't drugs or alcohol. <laughs> mm-hmm. Although wine, of course, is playing a very large part in many people's lives. Mindfulness and, and um, meditation can really help in these times, right? I mean, and it's not just the woo-woo part of the world that believes that. It is the it is the run-of-the-mill, everyday people who meditate who get something out of it as well. So what kind of things can it do for people who have corona anxiety? So I just went and had a check on all of the science because I kind of knew it all off the top of my head, but I wanted to make sure that I wasn't rattling off anything that wasn't backed by science. These are just some of the things that um, mindfulness practice can help you with. Um, Lowers blood pressure, improves cardiovascular um, and heart health, um, slows your cognitive decline, even in people with Alzheimer's, improves your immunity, uh, reduces stress, helps manage pain, anxiety, depression, um, and the list goes on and on. So those are all things that are backed by science. Um, So it's not just um, people in my woo-woo universe (laughs) that are talking about these benefits. These are legitimate things proven by study. So all of that stuff, if you're a bit on the fence or a bit skeptical, it's it's pretty compelling research. Yeah. But on, on a personal note, um, I guess the thing that I find it has been really useful for has been helping um, fight some of that um, what-if anxiety. So I, I had a look into it and it's about 47% of the time we're thinking about either things that happened in the past or might happen in the future. Mm. So basically half of our waking lives, we're not actually here right now. We're thinking, what if, what if, what if? And I think that that's heightened during these times of crisis. So Mm. meditation is really good at helping um, address that and helping you stop living in that, oh, my God, 
what if I get on the bus and someone, you know, sneezes or what if my mum gets sick or, you know, what if I lose my job? Mm. It helps bring you back to what's happening right here and right now. And admittedly, that mightn't be necessarily an easy place for people, but um, it is really helpful in um, aiding that kind of uh, future tense anxiety. Yeah. Um, the other way that I've found it just generally is helping is, um, you know, helping with sleep, helping you get to sleep better helping um, ease those feelings of sort of your heart always racing just a little bit faster. You know, yeah. I feel as though a lot of us are in that fight or flight response at the moment. Definitely. And so meditation helps shift you out of that sort of um, underlying general level of panic, which I think we're probably all feeling. <laughs> yes. It's not even underlying. Sometimes it's kind of bubbling its way to the surface, isn't it? Which is scary as well. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just, and it's constant mm. and that's really bad for our nervous system and, you know, it's bad for our sleep and our hormones and the knock-on effects are, are massive. So the great thing about meditation is even if you, you know, start a really basic practice and you start doing five minutes a day and you're hating every second of it, the knock-on effect of doing a practice is that you will benefit from it all day. So it's not just about that five minutes that you're sitting in stillness mm -hmm. it's actually going to make you feel calmer throughout the day so okay so say someone who's never meditated before is feeling a bit anxious at the moment and you know they're just kind of sitting in their house they may or may not be called Claire <laughs> <laughs> um you know and they're hormonally all over the shop anyway because of their age and you know all the rest of it and what's the first thing you should do at, like you know as a practice like is there just an easy thing to do that everyone should just sit there in silence or is it about listening to your breathing or yeah so there's a couple of things that you could try um, if you wanted to try something that was more a traditional practice I would say get a timer for your phone. The mm -hmm. app that I like to use is Insight Timer, mm -hmm. not an ad. Um, <laughs> it's got lots of good guided meditations on there in case you just find it's just too overwhelming to try and do something self-guided. Mm -hmm. Set it for five minutes, sit yourself down um, somewhere comfortable and really just allow yourself to relax and pay attention to your breathing. The thing about mindfulness is that all it is is bringing a light of awareness in a kind of non-judgmental way. So you're just going to be paying attention to breathing in and out and the sensations of feeling the oxygen moving in and out of your nostrils, through your lungs, and then you'll find that your mind wanders after maybe two or three breaths, mm -hmm. and that's totally normal. And when you notice that your mind has wandered, just sort of really gently bringing your attention back to the breath and the sensation of the breath. You can try counting one, two or in, out um, to use that as a kind of a, an anchor and a guide. And the, the second bit that I mentioned about, you know, what mindfulness is, is that you're bringing this non-judgmental awareness to it. Mm -hmm. So every time you do wonder, um, just being really kind to yourself and realizing that that is actually mindfulness Right. The noticing the 
centering of the mind is mindfulness. It's not just about sitting and being really still and um, being able to focus your attention on your breath for more than three breaths. Mm. It's actually noticing when your mind wanders. That's mindfulness. And you're doing it. And that's all there is to it. So you could try that. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing that I really love to experiment with, especially when you're starting out, is something that I call single tasking. Mm -hmm. So choose um, an activity that you really enjoy doing. So it might be um, eating your favorite meal, for instance. (laughs) So prepare your meal. Going to Audi, getting something from Audi, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Going to Audi. (laughs) Just really mindfully glide through (laughs) the gates as you you go in and really pay attention to that beautiful fluorescent light. (laughs) No, honestly, you can just sit down with something that you really enjoy eating, Mm -hmm. put the phone away, and just see if you can pay attention to what it feels like to eat that meal. Pay attention to how the food feels in your mouth. Pay attention to what you can taste. Think about what you put into the meal. See if you can actually taste all the different flavors. You know, we spend so much time in this modern age where we're not just doing two things at once, but often three, four, five things at once. Mm-hmm. I know for, I find it very difficult to watch TV and not scroll like get my phone as well and Mm -hmm. sometimes my computer so just doing one thing that's being mindful right so it's just about like oh I have to set up an altar and light incense and you know (laughs) get really woo woo and zen with it like you just find a way into it that feels right for you um okay and so for um people who want to learn more you have your own website which is the most beautiful space on the internet right now um (laughs) um, and it's not just i mean it's it's a lifestyle destination as well do you want to tell us a little bit about it and we'll give it a you know a good old plug Yes, is an ad. Hashtag is an ad. ad. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I started The Wayward when I left publishing, and it was essentially kind of the online magazine that I was looking for that didn't exist. And it's just presenting um, all of the kind of quasi woo woo y things that I'm interested in, like astrology and meditation. Um, in a way that doesn't involve kind of crushed velvet and all of the kind of old-fashioned, you know, daggy things that often kind of went with that space. And you also um, now started to do some uh, online courses um, which people can sign up for. One of them is starting this weekend, coincidentally, um, and it's a meditation course for mums in particular. But um, if you go and have a look online, it does on, on your site. It does say anyone can do it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I have basically put the course together to support people who are in, um, like, going to be parents or are parents. But all of the information in there is really for anyone who fits the bill of being stressed out, time poor, overwhelmed. Um, dick, dick. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not Where do I sign? A, a parenting class by any means. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't pretend to be an expert in that, in that kind of field, but I am, um, certainly living through the struggles of trying to find ways to 
stay mindful when you have got no time. Um, like, you know, it's a very weird time having a nine month old baby. You don't have a lot of time. Mm. So we'll be learning about what, um, how to meditate and also how to meditate when you don't have the luxury of sitting for 30 minutes in the morning, or maybe, you know, you just don't want to, Mm. And exploring alternatives to that so that you can build a practice that actually works for you. Okay. So it's really practical, really down to earth, really accessible and um, open to all, not just parents and not just women either. Just check out the website and let me know if you're interested. Okay. So it's the wayward.co. You can find all the information on there. And um I'm going to, I mean, I'm, well, I'm not going to right now, but after we finish this conversation, I'm going to go and sit in a, in a corner and think about, think about nothing. Let's move on to a couple of other things that are, um, you know, usual parts of the Playing Devil's Avocado podcast. In particular, we'll go to some culture club. Culture club. Oh, you do it so well. Oh, Lisa, so you should be worried. So <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, I was going to talk about The King of Staten Island. Have you seen that lovely film? It's a film. I have not seen that lovely film, but it is on my list because I do love Judd Apatow. Yeah. It is produced by or directed by him and also co-written by him and Pete Davidson, who is one of the cast of Saturday Night Live. He's that kind of long, lanky, weird-looking one. And it's autobiographical kind of story about a guy who lives on Staten Island whose father died in a fire. His father was a firefighter, died in a hotel fire. But in real life, Pete Davidson's dad died at in 9-11. He was a firefighter. And it's just this just lovely, really sweet story about a guy and his mum and how he's... Um, just a bit of a loser living at home and um, his mum starts dating another fireman and he really rails against it and he's a bit of a pot smoker, a bit of a troubled um, guy, but he's in his 20s, he shouldn't be living like that anymore. He shouldn't be living at home. He's got Marissa Tomei, who I love, love Love. her so much. And it's just really funny and it's really sweet and... I never understood the appeal of Pete Davidson because I always just thought he was like this sort of gronky looking dude and, <laughs> that, you know, like he had long shorts on. He just wanted to pull his clothes up and have a wash. <laughs> <Long shorts. laughs> yeah, yeah, those people. Um, but actually now I really get it and he's actually really quite cute. We've also been watching some really rubbish TV. (laughs) I've been watching Indian Matchmaker, which is Indian Matchmaking, which is on Netflix, and it's just so heartwarming and lovely. Yeah, it's catchy, isn't it? Wow! (laughs) They really, they really went to town with that one. But, I don't know how they came up with it. You know, but the clue is in the title. It's about Indian matchmaking. But it's um so it's um this woman who's a matchmaker, but she's a matchmaker here. I mean, not here, in New York and in India. It's just so lovely and it's really heartwarming. And as you say, it's something that's really nice at a time like this to watch people searching for love, really wanting to find it, being really happy when they do. You know, and just, it's, yeah, it's really, it's very sweet. So I highly recommend that. My my um, zone out television at the moment has been Million Dollar Listing because my favourite zone out thing to do 
on my phone is not Instagram. It is domain, not an ad. <laughs> I just love, love, love looking at real estate. I'm never not looking at real estate. Um, I think my wish list has maybe 600 properties on it. My goodness. And uh, when I am not looking at domain on my phone, I am enjoying million dollar listing. Hello. My preferred, uh, my preferred um, version is the LA one. Right. I think that the casting is more fun. <laughs> There's a fabulous guy on there called Josh Flagg, and he just has got incredible style and drives like a vintage Rolls Royce, and <laughs> he's just. He's just like something from another era. Um, but I ran out of that, so I had to go to New York, and I watched that one. And it was very sad to watch it and know that there probably won't be a season yeah. coming anytime soon because, like, what is going on? It would yeah. just be watching Zoom uh, house tours, which, you know, if you I get really desperate, <laughs> I might do that. I may, I may do that. I'm not ruling it out. I do enjoy the property that much and then somebody said oh you, you've got to try selling sunset which is on oh, netflix yeah, yeah. so the other two are on foxtel and i have dipped a toe into that but there's just not enough property porn for me all right well thank you so much for stepping into the breach and being thank the you. replacement lisa what fun it was and are we not what's hurting now oh we can what hurts now have you got a what hurts no I do. It's quite gross, though, but that's kind of comes with the territory, doesn't it? Yeah. So I realised that um, perhaps my – I was going to say my best days were behind me, but I won't go that far. (laughs) I will say my youngest days were behind me when I uh, noticed that when it gets especially cold, I get a very sore um, right foot and it's the beginning of arthritis. Oh, my And so this is my, my little winter companion now that I get in my right big toe, which Ooh, I've been yes. told by my podiatrist it is um, a result of my anatomical uh, makeup and also from years of running and also years of wearing stupid high heels. Don't try this at home, kids. Um, so now I have got, um, arthritis forever in my foot and, um, I see my podiatrist almost more frequently than I see my family. So (laughs) shout out to my podiatrist. How good are podiatrists? (laughs) I think they're my favorite of all the allied health. I just love them. I think podiatrists are really, really overlooked. It's a horrible job. It's like a dentist, isn't it? It's like one of the two jobs I wouldn't want to have anything to do with. (laughs) Oh, they're definitely, they're doing God's work for sure. <laughs> and I take my hat off to them. I'm and very grateful for the dietrists in the world. I take my socks off. <laughs> I take my supportive socks off and I say thank you. And Look, yeah, agree. big shout out to Alexa at Foot First Podiatry in Merrickville. Not, Not an ad. <laughs> She's a wonderful, wonderful podiatrist, though. Oh, look, I think when I think getting older and having a podiatrist you know by name is part of the journey. It's part of the beautiful journey of life. Absolutely. <laughs> what hurts? What's hurting now for you? It's been very cold, and my house gets very cold. And sitting in here for long periods of time, you know, your knees get a bit stiff as you get mm. older so that's that's been a joy sometimes I've been doing uh, the other day my husband and I went to 
a furniture shop to look at couches. And as we walked past the window, we saw this man trying to get out of a couch. (laughs) (laughs) He was completely, he was like rocking backwards and forwards to get enough momentum to sort of leap out of the couch. (laughs) And I I just related so much. That's just me in a nutshell. It's like, you know, I've got a sore toe. I try and get up and my knees hurt. It's winter for you. It's not easy. It's It's not not. easy. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. It was literally a life highlight from (laughs) one super fan. (laughs) And um, I hope that everything goes well with the course. And please, everyone, go and have a look at The Wayward and just experience the delight of a little bit of mindfulness in your life because it will help at times like these. I really believe that and I'm not a woo-woo person at all. 